It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to another edition of Locked On Titans. I'm Jimmy Morris, joined as always by Terry Lambert. Terry, how are you today? I'm pretty good. What's up with you? Not too much. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the Patriots game preview, uh, everything we think we know about that game. Also talk a little bit about um, injuries. Titans have got a couple of injury situations going on, especially with the receivers. So we'll get a little bit into that. Um, before we do that, mind you that we write from UCMiracles.com where we cover the Titans for SB Nation. So you can follow us there. You can also follow us on Twitter. I'm at jmorrisonm. Terry is at tlambertfb. Okay, so the Titans, we're recording this on Friday afternoon. The Titans have just come off the practice field, but Vrabel has not spoken to the media yet. The official release from practice is not out yet. But uh, it looks like Tajay Sharp was able to return to practice today. He hadn't, or he was limited on Wednesday, didn't practice on Thursday. It looks like he practiced in some capacity today. I don't know what the official designation for that will be. Uh, Taewon Taylor still did not practice today, so I would assume he's probably out. Jack Conklin, who has a concussion, uh, did not practice today. Assume he's out. I mean, I guess there's a chance he still could clear before the game, but that seems unlikely. Uh, uh, Derek Morgan hasn't practiced all week, and um, Dane Crookshank all week either. So sounds like they'll be without those guys. Uh, you know, there was a time yesterday afternoon where it looked like you might be looking at Corey Davis as your one, and then Darius Jennings as your two, as your two, and uh, Cameron Batson as your three. Uh, now it seems like Taj will be able to able to play, so that's good. But don't they still have to promote one of those practice squad guys if, if Taewon Taylor can't go? Yeah, it's got to be Roger Lewis to me uh, if, if Taewon can't go. So uh, that's, that's going to be interesting. Marcus did it last week kind of in spite of, of what was around him. Um, you saw how bad they were in, in the Chargers game again. Uh, so you just hope guys like Corey Davis and, and Tajay Sharp can really carry the load. Um, Cameron Basson did did some things well in, in that Dallas game. I just don't know if that's a guy that you can really rely on. Uh, same goes for for Darius Jennings. He had that tough catch uh, down the scene that that Marcus Mariota delivered uh, down the field. But yeah, Roger Lewis seems like uh, pretty likely to get the call. Uh, in, in my opinion, the Taewon deal it it just seems like he he was never going to go this week. Um, so I, I would expect that move. Uh, really, who I think this falls on, I think Johnny Smith has to step up. Um, you know, you talk about being down all these receivers. Uh, I, I just think he's a guy that's going to step up. You saw him step up in the Dallas game on a little little shovel pass, uh, but he's going to have to work more down the field, in the middle of the field, uh, because Marcus Mariana has to throw to somebody. Yeah, and that's the thing. We'll get into this a little bit more when we get into actually looking at the Patriots, but good tight ends have, have had good games against the Patriots. Now, their overall numbers against the tight end are pretty good because they put a bunch of teams that don't have a tight end. Obviously, you can make that same argument uh, you know, against the Titans. Uh, they haven't had a, a tight end to speak of lately, but it seemed, it seemed like the last couple of games. Uh, Jonu looked like he was open where they, they could have hit him for a touchdown in the, uh, in the Chargers game. Uh, he had another play in the Cowboys game where he was like running wide open. Uh, the Cowboys, a guy got through, uh, you know, Mariota just kind of threw his first read or the hot read or whatever. Uh, and Mariota said after the game, basically that he owed him one. And then John New obviously got the, the shovel pass for a t- for a touchdown. So maybe, maybe he's starting to come along. Um, again, you know, he, the, the funny thing about him, he flashed early in his rookie year. And then it seemed like, you know, from about the middle of last year through the, you know, the first half of this year, 
he's kind of disappeared, but they're really going to need him to step up uh, if they're going to be able to, to move the ball through the air in this game. Because like, I mean, they, they, I think they like Cameron Batson. Uh, you know, I heard I heard Bramble talking about him the other night. You know, he's a tough guy. You know, he's not afraid to you know get to try to get the tough yards. You know, he picked up a play on that, on that screen pass against the Cowboys. So I mean, I, you know, they, but it's still. I mean, he's not undrafted. You know, was cut all, all that type of stuff. So it's not. It, it's not like he's going to go up there and light the world on fire. So, you know, hopefully, again, hopefully, Tajay goes, John can step up, and, and then maybe you can do something with, with one of those other guys. Um, defensively, again, just out, but we kind of we kind of expected that. Um, hopefully, maybe he can get back next week. But then you just you know, the thing that I'm interested about in this game is how much are they going to blitz Tom Brady? Um, because you know that's generally not a recipe for success. Blitzing Brady, he, he's usually pretty good against the blitz. But when we talked to uh, Mark Schofield the other night, when we did our crossover with Lockdown Patriots, he said Brady's actually struggled against the blitz this year. Uh, we know Dean Pease has, has dialed that up a lot uh, over the first few weeks. So it'll be interesting to see what kind of mix they go with. Them. Yeah, I think they're absolutely going to blitz. It's kind of been Dean Pease's MO, uh, especially with Derek Morgan out. Uh, I just uh, here lately the pass rush hasn't really been been firing off and beating and winning one off matchups there, uh, so I think you've got to bring pressure up the middle, get some pressure in his face. Um, you know, I'm interested to see how many times Malcolm Butler's targeted. Uh, we talked about that before we came on. Uh, Bill Belichick is classic. He he knows uh, the wins of the other team. He knows plenty about Malcolm Butler. He didn't start him in the Super Bowl. It's just all adding up to Bill Belichick putting the bullseye on that guy. So, you know, Josh Gordon, uh, really anybody, anybody on the Patriots roster that they line up over there, I could see them throwing, you know, 10, 12, 14 times over to that side. He identifies weaknesses and he pounds them. So that's pretty clearly the weakest link uh, on the defensive side of the football for the Titans uh, on what is otherwise a pretty solid group. Uh, across the across the front there, so um, Sony Michelle is looking like he's going to play. So that means the Patriots will run the ball a little bit more between the tackles. Interested to see how um, those defensive tackles hold up for Tennessee. Yeah, sure. Let's talk about that a little bit more uh, as we get into the actual preview of the game. Before we do that, going to tell you once again about Trevor's favorite sponsor, BlueChew.com. Uh, we know what it's for. Uh, we know that it's going to help you get some extra confidence in the. So here's what you need to know. BlueChew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. BlueChew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for, deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our promo code Locked On. Just pay $5 for shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code Locked On, and try it free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Matt Williamson brings the scouts' perspective to the Locked On NFL podcast. You got to talk 2018 quarterbacks. Josh Allen has the best quarterback record aside from Lamar Jackson, but the lowest completion percentage other than Josh Rosen. He's just been a complete garbage for the most part when he's been allowed to play. Yeah, that's what throw a couple nuggets out on Allen. And I know he's a lot bigger 
a lot stronger, but he kind of reminds me of early career RG3. What's kind of remarkable about Allen is he is so gifted, and he got better, I thought, this past year, which is encouraging with the anticipatory throws and the touch of his throws. But his deep ball passing is like the worst in the league. Hear Matt with co-host Brian Peacock every day on Locked On NFL. Subscribe or follow today wherever you get your podcasts. So, yeah, you re- you referenced uh, right there before about Sonny Michel. Um, if, if he's good to go, the Patriots will be more balanced on offense, you know. And we've, you know, Bill Belichick. I mean, you know about him, about how coach he is. Um, he's he's willing to try anything. He's willing to identify things that really the other teams wouldn't do and do that. I mean, that's Cordell Patterson playing running back the last couple of weeks when they've been down to basically James White and nobody else. Um, you know that they've they've used it in that role, and it just makes sense. He's so good with the ball in his hands. Has struggled, I think, figuring out how to run routes and that kind of stuff. Um, Belichick, you know, saw that and, and fired it up, like you said. There's, you know, if there's any if there's any troll coach in the NFL, um, Belichick has to be on the top of the list. I think Sean Payton would absolutely go on that list. You remember a couple of years back when he uh, ran the ball up, or ran the score up on Greg Williams' defense after he was gone. But you know, Belichick has, has faced relentless questions for you know an entire offseason about a, uh, about why Malcolm Butler didn't play in the Super Bowl, and so I can just see him over there thinking. Hey, I'm going to show you right now why why Butler didn't play in the Super Bowl, like you were saying. So that, that's always been the weakest link. I, I mean, in this defense, I don't know. They they obviously really good numbers. I mean, the, they're number one in a couple of categories in, in the entire NFL. Uh, they haven't played exactly a murderer's row of offenses, but the good teams that they've played, the good offenses they played, the Eagles and the Chargers, they've done pretty good against. The, the one thing that's killed them has been the big play. I mean, if you look at the point they gave up. In both of those, the Eagles and the Chargers game, you had the big play to uh, uh, Jordan Matthews in the Eagles game, and then you had the two big plays uh, in in that London game against the Chargers. If they can somehow figure out how to not do that, it seems like maybe they have a chance to hold up okay in this one. Yeah, that, that's my whole thing. It's the Titans have a really good defense, and we shouldn't take that away from them. But it's it's not really the defense uh, that we have a problem with this week. It's who's on the other side. You know, nobody stops Tom Brady. It's just not going to happen. Uh, he's got so many weapons. He's so good himself. That coaching staff, they just find the weakness and they and they pounce on it. Uh, you know, early in the year, it, it, it was funny. They started wanting to, uh, and some people around Twitter, oh, Patriots are done. And here they are. They ripped off, what, seven in a row, six in a row? Uh, so, yeah, they're, they're right back to seven and two, right back where they should be, right back to Super Bowl favorites. So, uh, you know, they, they beat the, the Chiefs, who nobody seems to be able to hang with. They went out and beat them 43-40. So um, it, it's interesting uh, how they lost to the Jaguars uh, and the Lions, and then they've come back and ripped off six in a row. So they seem to have figured it out. Um, they put up 38 points on the road against a really good Bears defense. Um, so that's a that's a little scary, you know. I, I think, and I think you would agree that the Bears have one of the best defensive units in the league, and it didn't even matter. So uh, I think it's noteworthy that, that Mitch Trubisky and company were able to score 31 on that day. So maybe Mariota has a chance. I just really struggle uh, when you look at what Marcus is going to be playing with on Sunday. I just really struggle to see how the Titans are going to be able to keep pace in this game. Oh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's absolutely going to be the case. Like you said, even if this defense is 
um, as as good as as they have as the numbers suggest. Uh, Tom Brady's still you, you know still one of the best quarterbacks in the game uh, now, and they just they have so many weapons. They use them so creatively, all that kind of stuff. That's the thing that scares you. And, and I just keep going back to the game last year. You know, the playoff game uh, in Foxborough, and I just I don't know how much difference defense is than that one was. I mean, obviously you got a new coordinator, um, but, I mean, most of the guys are kind of the same. Malcolm Butler and Kenny Vaccaro really are the new guys. Um, you know, you've got Harold Landry and Rashawn Evans in there as well, who, who have played well at times. But um, I just I, I don't know what kind of answers they're going to have now that they have in January. So, uh, you know, hopefully they, hopefully they figure something out. Uh, you know, the Patriots are a little bit different. I mean, Danny Amendola is the one that that racked up all those catches and yards in that game. He's not there anymore. But they got Julian Edelman, who's better than him. Uh, Deion Lewis had a good game against the Titans then. Obviously, he's not there. Uh, but it just, it just doesn't seem to matter. They they just plug a guy in, and, and he goes for, you know, the same thing the guy before him did. So, anyway, I, I just that, – that's I think you're right. That's my biggest fear is just that even if this defense is good, is maybe even better than we thought it would be at the beginning of the year – it's just tough to imagine um, them being able to have answers for everything that the Patriots present on offense. And then we haven't talked about Gronk at all. I mean, I, I haven't seen a, a report today on um, what he did in practice, but it sounds pretty questionable. I mean, they called him week to week before he didn't play. I mean, I don't know. He struggled. So I don't, maybe it's not likely that we see him. That would help, obviously. But still, I just think there's there's too many weapons on that side of the ball for, for the Titans end. Um, all right, coming up, we'll talk a little bit about the, the specific matchup for the offense. Okay, so we have seen the shift in the backfield, right, from Derrick Henry to Deion Lewis. I mean, I think that's pretty clear that that those roles have, I don't know if they've changed, but he's taken over as the lead back. Um, you know, he's got more than 100 yards from scrimmage in the last two games. Uh, they're using him, you know, running between the tackles, throwing him screens, splitting him out. I mean, all, all the kind of stuff that we thought that they would do, uh, sign him. They've really started to do that the last couple of weeks. Uh, the one weakness that, or maybe not the one, the, the biggest weakness of this Patriots defense has is their linebackers are slow. And, you know, we've seen, obviously, what Deion Lewis can do with the ball in his hands. So I think you see a lot of that kind of stuff, a lot of them, uh, getting Deion Lewis out in space, screens or, or angle routes, option routes, whatever it is that they want to run. And, I mean, I think that's probably the best way for the Titans to attack this defense. Yeah, in total agreement. Um, yeah, Dante Hightower in the middle of that, that defense doesn't really come off the field. I think if you can get Deion Lewis on, on Hightower there, that's a, that's a plus matchup for you. You know, you don't have a lot of plus matchups on, on the field offensively. That's definitely one. Uh, so they're going to do some different things. They'll move Patrick Chung down as a, a kind of a dime linebacker uh, to try and offset a little bit of that. But if you can get that matchup on high tower, it's definitely something you want to exploit. Um, defensively for the Patriots, they've been really, really good at corner. Uh, Stephon Gilmore was playing like one of the best corners in the league. Uh, Jason McCordia, of course, you know he leaves Tennessee and he figured out how to play good football again. So he's playing at a really high level for them as well. Uh, it's interesting. You you pointed this out. They've given up. Uh, what is it? They're they're in the teens uh, against wide receiver ones, despite being so good at, at corner. Uh, so there's an opportunity there that tells me that teams are wanting to move away from Gilmore. Uh, Matt Lafleur is going to do the same thing. He did the same thing with Corey Davis last week. Uh, put him in the slot. Put him out in motion. 
got him some free releases so he's not working against the best corner on the other side. Um, so I'm interested to see how they use Corey Davis again in that capacity because they're going to have to free up some things because I just don't have a lot of faith in anyone else getting consistent separation. So that's something they had success with last week. Uh, I expect that to continue. I don't think you want Corey Davis working 100% of the snaps against the, the best corner on the other side of the football. So uh, without a lot of confidence in everyone else in that offense, uh, I, I think Mount Ford does need to work to free up some opportunities for Corey Davis. Uh, it seems like him and Marcus Mariota are finally starting to get on the same page. Uh, so hopefully that can continue on Sunday. Yeah, and that's been a trend really around the league is just moving their best receiver into the slot more um, to get away from the better corners on the other team, and that's you know just a, a sharp coaching move. And we think that the Titans finally have a sharp offensive coordinator in Matt Lafleur. So yeah, I'm with you. I would expect them to do some more of that. And listen, the other guys are going to have to step up. Um, I go back to the Johnu thing. The Patriots are vulnerable. Their their linebackers are not good at at coverage, whether it be a tight end or running back or whatever. So this is the game for John. I said on Twitter the other day that we're going to have a John Smith breakout game on Sunday. Um, that's, you know, that's a, that's a bold statement, but I think that he can, I mean, I think he can do it. We saw, again, we, we, we've seen flashes of him being able to do it. So hopefully this is the game that they can kind of get that to all come together. If listen, if they're going to, if they're going to make noise down the stretch, they're going to need more than just Corey Davis. They're going to need some production from other guys. Deion Lewis has stepped up. If John Smith can do it as well, and I'm not, he's not going to be Delaney Walker. I think that, at least for this season, it feels like that ship has sailed. But if, if he can just give them some production, that'll be better than what they've gotten so far. So, anyway, I mean, I, I really think that if the Titans are going to win this game, it's going to be a high-scoring affair. Um, I think the Patriots are going to score – you know, at least 24 points. I wouldn't be surprised to see him in the 30s. So the biggest question for me is, can we see a game? I mean, I, I just when I think of when I think of like what Marcus Mariota can be and what I what I wish that he still was. I always go back to that Packers game here, uh, boy, the second year, um, and he just. I mean, I mean, well, the, the Titans ran out to a big lead in that one. It wasn't even like they went back and forth. Um, they got out to a big lead in that one, but I mean, he was just you know throw, throwing the ball over the field. Um, you know, that kind of stuff. And I, and I think they're going to need that type of, of performance from him to stay in this game. Yeah, those were the those were the days where he seemed to transcend what was around him. Uh, and I don't know if it was just because he was a new player in the league and the, the tape wasn't out on him or, or, or what it was. But we have to talk about, is, is Marcus a guy that can take what's around him and, and elevate it to not even matter? Uh, he clearly hasn't been this year, and, and you don't know if it's been because of that, that hand injury. He can't feel those fingers. Uh, but, you know, last week uh, you just started to see those little flashes again. You know, you, you just got that, that feeling back, that confidence in him that Marcus was going to get the football. He was going to get it out on time. It was going to be accurate. He was going to make the right read. It's been a long time uh, saw him look that good. So, you know, I, I – Personally, just just can't see any way the Titans can keep pace here. But you know, in the back of my mind, I'm just thinking, okay, maybe that Marcus is back for good, at least for the time being, as long as he can stay healthy. So you know, if you get that Marcus that played in Dallas, uh, anything's possible. But the flip side to that is, when have you seen this team be consistent at all? 
you know, it just seems like they, they taunt us with this this great performance and they come back and lay two eggs and then we do it all over again. So I want consistency. Above all else, I want consistency. Uh, it's not going to be the end of the world if the Titans lose game. They probably are. Uh, but above all else, I want to see this offense continue to take steps forward. Yeah, I, I mean, I think we talked last week about how they really need to win that Cowboys game. In this game, if they lose 31 to 28 and the offense looks good, I'm good. Okay. I mean, they need to. It would be great if they could win this game. Um, you don't want to fall further behind the division. I mean, all that stuff still remains true. But the biggest thing, like you're saying, consistency from the offense. See them to continue to build on the things. And Marcus has looked more comfortable the last two weeks. I think his hand is finally healthy. All that kind of coming together. Um, so, you know, if we can see more of that, then maybe we have more confidence that that's what the offense is going to be going forward. So uh, it, 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 I hope it's a fun game. I, I think the Patriots are going to score points. I hope the Titans can as well, and that should be give us something fun to watch. Um, and like I said, if they win, then, you know, you're, you, that kind of erases that Buffalo loss, right? It, you get a win that you probably shouldn't have gotten when you took a loss that you shouldn't have taken. So you kind of can cross those two things out. So hopefully that's something that they can do and then, you know, kind of continue to build from there. Uh, anyway, so that'll do it for this week for us. We'll be back Sunday night with a show um, recapping this game. Between now and then, you can check everything out at MediciMiracles.com. We'll uh, be having a lot more previews and stuff come, going into this game. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at JMorrisMCM. Terry's at T. Lambert FB. You can subscribe to the podcast. Where we get your podcast, just search out Locked on Titans. So for Terry, this is Jimmy saying thanks for listening, and we will talk to you again next week. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Podcast Network, but why stop now? Check out the daily Locked On Podcast Network for your favorite college team. Find it right now in your favorite podcast app, and be sure to subscribe or follow so you never miss an episode. The Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.